the temptation of Jesus. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. This is the word of the Lord. Let's begin with a prayer, shall we? Our Father in heaven, may your Holy Spirit take the word that belongs to you and reveal it to our hearts and minds, making your word alive in us and us alive to your word. Amen. Before we get into the text, we, we need to step back for a moment and look at the bigger picture of Jesus as a young man, fully human, just like us. He was tempted just like us. And in the account which follows, he was tempted with food, the desire for significance and to have power. The context of today's story in Matthew 4 is that Jesus is about 30 years old. He's just been baptized by John in the Jordan and the Holy Spirit came upon him in the form of a dove. I'm sure that that was so that people could see and also hear as the Father spoke from heaven, you are my dearly loved son, you bring me great joy. This is my son, as your text probably says, so I'm well pleased with him. I like that, well pleased. It sounds like modern lingo, doesn't it? Well, I'm well pleased with that. Uh, God is ahead of us. And that's true, isn't he? He's always ahead of us. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. That's a bit of a surprise coming next, isn't it? Having just heard this, you are my son and I'm pleased with you to be then going into the wilderness. And Satan says to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. If you are, 
And notice how Satan challenges his identity. But notice to Jesus' response. He's not saying, well, excuse me, I'm. He's not looking at himself at all. He's looking towards the Father and the word of the Father, the voice of his Father. He says, you know, don't the scriptures say? What scriptures, you say? Well, those very tangible scrolls there in the synagogue, the Old Testament, Jesus is referring to something he can see, just as you and I can see, refer to something we see. We, we don't have to look to the synagogue or the temple to find the scriptures. They're, they're in your pocket on your iPhone or in your handbag. Very, something very tangible. <clears throat> and Satan knows the scripture as well as Jesus does. And he is referring to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let me just read these verses. Be careful to obey all the commands I am giving you today. Then you will live and multiply, and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for those 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone, Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Right here, we see a continuity in the story of God and his people. The 40 years of wilderness wanderings and the provision of God is mirrored in the 40 days of Jesus in the wilderness and his being sustained while fasting. This, more importantly, Jesus affirms that we live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. It's not bread that keeps us alive, but God. It's not bread that keeps us alive, but God. How countercultural is that? Even more importantly, Jesus affirms that we live by every word, every word that comes from the mouth of God. Satan, the evil one, had spoken, but Jesus was listening to his father's voice. It's his voice ringing in his ears that he's first paying attention to. This is my son. I'm well pleased with him. Knowing who he is, Jesus' response to Satan is from the scripture. It's not bread that keeps us alive, but God. Do you know who you are this morning? And whose you are? God taught his people by giving manna in the wilderness and it was in this context that the people learn 
It's not bread that keeps us alive, but God. When we receive Jesus as saviour from our sin, Satan is no longer our father. God is. It's your heavenly father's voice you need to listen to, not the voices of others. When we're tempted to sin against God or one another, we remember to listen to the Father's voice. That means learning to hear the Father's voice from the Bible and the still small voice of the Holy Spirit today. God is not a God who once spoke. He's a speaking God. At five o'clock this morning, I had a phone call from a daughter-in-law full of tears, wanting me to pray with her because the Holy Spirit had convicted her of the need to ask for forgiveness, of a need to say to her other daughter-in-law, I suppose, (laughs) I'm sorry, I was too harsh, I got it wrong. You could pray for Kelsey that her message today reaches the heart of my other son's wife, Corinne, and there's reconciliation. The voice of God speaking. Sometimes we can be so stubborn, we can wait a long time. But when the voice of God speaks to us, we need to obey. Let's read a bit more. Then the devil took Jesus to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off for the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Are you surprised that Satan knows the scriptures? Well, this is from Psalm 91. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God as you did when you complained at Massa. The temple was the focus of God's presence with his people. There in Jerusalem, Satan suggests that God should make his presence known to create a spectacle so that everyone can see Jesus and the angels and then want to make him Jesus their king. God is present with us. We accept that by faith because God has promised to be with us. Satan tries to confuse us by turning what God says around to fit what we in our sinful humanity want. Often we do that for ourselves without any help from Satan. Here Jesus put things in their proper order and starts with what's most important. Do not test the Lord your God. Do you notice how quickly Satan gave up on the temptation? Immediately God's word is spoken, its truth counters the lie. Jesus didn't just think the words in his head, He spoke God's word from the scriptures out loud. 
We do not need to, nor should we, test God. Rather, we are to place our trust in him and speak God's word out loud. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and the angels came and took care of Jesus. The fully human Jesus is being tempted to worship or fear someone other than God so that he can be made king their way without going to the cross. How easy it is to gain popularity by making compromises. Here the compromise Jesus is being tempted to make is a shortcut to being made king, one that avoids the cross. What would have happened if Jesus had not died on the cross? That would mean death is not defeated. We wouldn't know forgiveness from sin. We would not have new life in Christ. We can overcome temptation like Jesus not in our own strength or simply quoting Bible verses out loud, but by believing what God says about us from the Bible is true. By trusting in God's promises and letting God's word shape our lives. It helps to know God as our Father. What he says about us what he's done for us, what he will do for us. Listening to the story of Jesus' temptation, three things stand out for me. I need to know the Bible. I need to check out the Bible myself to remind me what God says about himself and what he says about me. I'm reminded that when I live by God's word, God will take care of me. Not just in the here and now, but when he returns as king. Heavenly Father, help us to take those first steps of confessing Jesus Christ as Lord. Help us to read and digest your holy word, inviting your spirit who lives in us to make it alive to us. Help us to trust in your promises, for you will provide
That is your name, Jehovah Jireh. Amen.